It's Beaver Kool-Aid. Beaver Kool-Aid. John Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew Bennett. Beaver Kool-Aid. Three dudes talking about whatever the hell they want. Beaver Kool-Aid with Lyle, L.A. Lloyd, and Drew. Yeah, I was just uh, you know telling everyone we're recording tonight. Thanks for all the uh, folks who downloaded and listened last week. And uh, here we go with week number two. I'm, I'm pretty Drew excited. There? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Drew's no, vaping. I didn't see it. I didn't see you. I didn't see Santa, so I didn't know if you're. But I got uh, Lloyd's wine. Are we going to make a concerted effort to do a regular kind of show as opposed yeah. to last week thing? Because I got to tell you, man, right up the same thing. Um, I'm 58, but I have a 12 year old and a nine year old that are all over the internet, and I can't have anything on this show. I can't be like Drew talking about dropping acid and all this other stuff back five years ago. <laughs> I can't do any of that stuff because my kids are like really paying attention to what, and they don't live with me. So I can't, I tell them, I, you know, whatever I do is not for your consumption, but that doesn't matter. Of course, that makes them want to consume it more. If you don't want it out there, don't say don't it. Don't say it. <laughs> don't say well, it. that's hard. That's hard to do though. I just thought last week, you know, that's what I said when we did our thing last week. I just thought that we were just three guys like hanging out at the bar yeah, and we're just talking and catching up and getting back there. And then you said, no, I think we have enough for a show. You know, think of yourself and think if if uh, your your girls were hearing something about daddy. Oh, they have. Uh, Here's what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. He's saying that in 2012, he's a little bit more hot topic. And in 2017, he's a little bit more Gap. Uh, well, yeah. I think he's a little well, more I Cracker Barrel at this I point, man. Four-year-old and seven-year-old, and now I have people that are on the internet all the time. Yeah. Well, uh, the thing that kind of blew me away about our, our return uh, five years later was uh, was the big black dick, Mike. But uh, that seemed to go over pretty well with the audience. There was uh, a lot of people that uh, was hashtagging BBDM and. Are you bringing your BBDM to the podcast tonight? And so that uh, that seems like that uh, that kind of hit a little nerve for the audience. And I've noticed that it's it's more felt than um, what I really you know last week. I realized that it's you know it's it's, it's doable. It's not like something that's huge hanging yeah. in your face. But I wondered about this because my my nine year old son started asking me about microphones the oh. other day mm. a lot. He was asking me because <laughs> I had my kids this weekend, and he's like. You know, do they have big mics or they <laughs> they hang down this way? And my daughter's trying to tell him things. And I said, it all depends on the radio station. They're all mics are different mm -hmm. here and there. And I thought, have they already gotten a hold of this thing? Yeah. And I asked him the other day, I said, we were doing this. We, we started Beaver Kool-Aid again because they've been asking me about it since they found the videos. And, and I said, yeah, we were talking about PewDiePie. And they were going, oh, yeah, yeah. PewDiePie has these many followers and you know, like into everything because that's the world they live in. I mean, they know this stuff. But at some point, I'm I'm sitting down and I'm watching, and all of a sudden, there's graffiti on a wall, and it's like um, something, something you cunt. Wow. And I went, I went, boom. Okay, that's gone. And both my kids looked at me. It's like my daughter knew because you know, she's twelve. She's informed. Yeah. And, uh, and my, my son said, why did you turn that off? What was wrong? There wasn't anything wrong. And I didn't want to say, yeah, the fucking graffiti said cunt. 
You know, I mean, it was just in a background of a scene. But that's enough. I mean, you know, like I said, that I'm sure my uh, 13 year old is well acclimated to that word. I'm sure it's it's been passed around the playground and Snapchat and Instagram. And I don't even want to read the shit that they put on their uh, their iPhones. But uh, yeah, I mean, that, there it is. is. How you say it to your kid, too. I mean, true. When you're like, younger, hey, but I mean, what was wrong with that? Why did you close the laptop? Well, because it fucking said cunt. Yeah. cunt. <laughs> What do you think, son? When I was when I was when I was nine, if I saw a cunt, I wouldn't know what that was. Uh, we used to have this thing like you you um I back in high school when might I, be a soda. Might be this, a might be, be a soda. I said yeah, that's when you you order your BLT C U N T. And he said, just try that. And they they'd look like what? And you say, Yeah, cut up, not toasted. <laughs> No, I've never heard that's, that before. I like so that. You say, yeah, I'd like a BLT, C-U-N-T, please. Yeah. Uh, Did that go over pretty well? well? Uh, I never tried it. <laughs> Drew? But I never got up the nerve to say, yeah, I'd like a BLT, C-U-N-T, please. Drew, maybe you could take Screaming Ben Bennett. Just, you know, get him to do it. You know, go to Potbelly over there by Target and say, hey, I'd like uh, that pastrami yeah. and I'd like it C-U-N-T. Just he to, would do it. You think he would? Oh, yeah, he would do it in a second. He's five. He would do it in a second. <laughs> I like this. He's your, he's, he's your, he's your minion. Better be careful. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's just things that you would think I'm watching something and it seems innocuous and it seems like there's no problem. And then all of a sudden there's that Yeah. because nobody screens anything on the internet. Now my ex is really, she, she doesn't have any problem with language stuff because uh, she thinks it's out there. Yeah. But I don't want my nine year old thinking that cunt is just a normalized word that he can toss out. Now, you know, in England or Australia, cunt is used a lot. Yes. Don't be cunty. And, um, but in this country, you throw out, you know, the C bomb and that's a big one. (laughs) Is that how they say say it, Lloyd? You know, the difference is between cunty and country, just an R. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) A little bit more than that, Western Carolina, but we'll go ahead and go. We'll give you that one. You know, we'll give you that one. Johnston County, Western Carolina. If you think there's just an R difference, that's fine. That's it. Well, you know, I am from the country. Very That's country. good. I know the country. Yes, yeah, exactly. Gotcha. I uh, I thought I was going to have to uh, call a uh, emergency beaver Kool-Aid after we cut our first one last Monday night, you know, after Jim neighbors passed away. Cause I started to say, I like, I think we got to stop doing beaver Kool-Aid cause every time we do it, another character from my favorite TV show passes away. Remember we did, uh, I think it was uh, Don Knotts passed away. I'm not sure if Andy Griffith did, and all of a sudden fucking Gomer Pyle's dead now. And I'm like, shit, we got to stop doing this show because it's killing off the Andy Griffith cast, you know? They're all 800 years old. I mean, yeah, for goodness sake, they all have been around forever. Yeah, but it seems like we get together and do a show, then all of a sudden, there you go, there's another uh, cast member from the Andy Griffith show. But you don't understand, this is our culture. This was the only thing that was based in North Carolina at a time when nothing was based in North Carolina. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's still and one Andy of the most Griffith popular shows the ever. University of North Carolina. Right. And it was, you know, and there are things from him, uh, the movie, No Time for Sergeants. Yeah. Was, that was like a, re- that was a revered movie. He was, my- uh, he was Sir Walter Raleigh in the Lost Colony out there in the uh, live production in Manio, North Carolina. I mean, right. Andy was the king. This- well, hey, let me ask you this, Ron Howard. 
Yeah. Is he the only guy still alive who was on? Well, that even show? his father passed away a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, man, I've, we got to stop Beaver Kool Aid for a little bit. Just let let everybody regroup because, like I said, Ron Howard's dad passed away. Then Jim Neighbors is dead. I'm like, you know, is Goober dead? Goober's dead. Fucking Goober's dead. You know, and um, so here's a weird thing about Jim Neighbors. So I I posted, you know, the typical R.I.P. Jim Neighbors. Thanks for all the great, uh, you know comedy through the years so i decided i was going to go to um goodwill to look for a christmas album on vinyl we got our turntable back my youngest daughter's in the vinyl now so i said hey i'll yeah, go try to your f- background too yeah i don't like oh, there's, on the stairs there she is. that is her that was ava right there she's into vinyl now so i said well look i'll uh, i'll pop by goodwill this afternoon and see if i can find a elvis christmas album or some classic christmas album on vinyl go in there they had maybe 10 records in there total. Two of them were Jim Neighbors records. Pristine. I was like, now what the fuck are the odds? This guy dies today. I come looking for vinyl. And so I posted on Facebook. I said, this is some weird, eerie shit. But uh, I got a pristine uh, Jim Neighbors album singing Strangers in the Night. So um, I got drunk that night that he died and uh, put that on and I did a Facebook Live and regretted it the next day. (laughs) Definitely regretted it the next day. (laughs) Yeah. You popped your macadamia nut. Uh, I love it. That's a- <laughs> uh, Shazam! Look at Lloyd. He's People drunk don't on know Facebook that he was Live. such a good singer. Well, I don't know that stuff, but for, 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 for those of us from North Carolina, I mean, that was, that was a big deal because... North Carolina just didn't have anything. And that was our one little... Yeah. South Carolina never has had anything. <laughs> But um, I really do think that, at least in my experience, having kids changed the nature of sex. And it's so weird for me to be in my house because when I got a divorce, the wife didn't want the house. So I got the house. And there are times that I'm sitting here and I want to look at my 12 year old and say, you were conceived right here. (laughs) Right. I know exactly where it was. Right here but i don't Mm -hmm. do that but i want to say it was right here yeah because having baby sex to me was the worst sex of all because i'd already had kids and it's like i knew what that meant the little (laughs) um that that was going to lead to years and years of expenditure and stuff and things and you know i hated that you know it's time it's time Gotta have sex. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want, no, I don't want that. I hated that making baby sex. I think Kathy was showing Taylor some photos of us. She was like, well, let me see you and dad. And, you know, when you guys were dating before you got married. And there was this one night we were all down in Corpus Christi. She had on this red dress. And I said, yep, right there is that dress that uh, caused you. And uh, exactly. I mean, I knew right to the point. Did you say that? Oh, yeah. I said, that's the dress that you were, the, the night you were conceived right there. That's the dress she was wearing and the dress she wasn't wearing later. There Usually you are. I'd blow it all over her tits, but this time I just left it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. You're like part, part of me that is that is also yeah. you ended up on that dress. Right, yeah. right. So, yeah. I mean, good God. There was you, nothing you on know, the dress. That's, that was her red gap dress. Okay, I got you. <laughs> but I swear, I mean, it's just right here. It's like, you know, 20 feet away. I could go over and I, I never have said anything. It's like, but I knew because it was that time. 
because everything was, uh, I don't know, Drew, if you went through, if you guys were just saying, okay, you know, no birth control and what happens, happens. Or if you really had everything, you know, like it's ovulation time and we're going to do this and, you know, really make it there. That's the way mine was. It was very, it was perfunctory. That's why I didn't like it because it wasn't sexy. It was like, now's the time. I, I just had to kind of take the cap off. I got to say, we, we're, because I know that some people and some people close to me, you know, are having a hard time having kids and I understand how painful it is and everything. So I don't want to make light of it, but we, we can have kids. I could breathe on Julie and we'd have another kid. <laughs> yeah. That's easy. When, yeah, easy. Yeah. When it's like that. That is bad. It was easy. Doesn't I take mean, we, we just anything. decided that we would decide to have one, and then she would get pregnant, and we'd have a kid. I mean, that's how. It uh, that's what it so, was for so us. So when you when you blew your load over the keyboard, she could just kind of rub on that, and then and she did. Yeah, like listen, when she if she came in to clean that off, she got pregnant. Wow! And just like that, she got pregnant. Just yeah, anything. She, ca she came in. You can just look at her and just do that little air gun. Go <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, <right>. get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Got That's you right, right there, baby. I can do the little right, the gun with the finger gun. Nasty. Shut up! Hey. All right, just thought I'd throw in a little sound effect. Okay, stop. Don't, <laughs> and none of this needs to be in the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Don't trust the program director. When can we start? I can't can even believe that this? you got any content left after doing an uh, afternoon show today. I Man. I am worn out. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't even have, have a voice left. Gotten rid Four of hours nonstop talk, and then I come home and talk to you guys for another hour. I mean, I'm you know I'm bushwhacked. I can tell. You know, you're. We were just talking about being bushwhacked, weren't we? Uh, <laughs> so you know what it came out today uh, was the Lamborghini SUV. Wow, it's the world's fastest SUV. It goes 190 miles per hour. It's and why do you the, need that? Because you got to get to soccer practice, man. <laughs> Fast. The goal wing doors open. <laughs> 650 horsepower. Wow. Turbocharged V8. Yeah. Eight speed transmission. You know, if you could see, you know, obviously you know what's going to come out of that. It's going to be a woman that you picture as a soccer mom. Now, if she stepped out, she was about six foot tall, the wind's blowing her hair, you know, in the commercial that you would anticipate that they would sell this model to that's what i'm seeing in my mind but i know there's not one woman in this world that's ever going to come out hair blowing in the wind long legs that's not going to happen it's going to really? be really well, here, here, here's the interesting thing it's a, it's called the urus doesn't that sound like a part of a woman well this the thing is this is a step up from the mons pubis the mons pubis is a smaller lamborghini suv uh so, but yeah, you, you expect the woman who pops out of this because you know, it's going to be, a, it's no, it's going to be a woman because she really wanted this. She's going to have overalls on. It's very sensible, very down to earth clips, right. coupons. Oh yeah. Um, that's the way she is. Nothing too elaborate. Whenever there's a road trip, she makes sandwiches. We're not going to go to restaurants or anything like that. We can eat off the tailgate of my what was it again, Drew? My U-R-U-S, Urus. Urus. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to I say. I don't know. I, th I think that's Italian for 200,000, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, no shit. It's a, sh it's a <laughs> shitty name for a car, isn't it? I mean. Um, well, most car names are really bad, but 
That's that kind of thing. I, I don't understand the sport utility world anyhow, because yeah. it's just yeah. a way of getting around the minivan. With my previous wives, I had suggested on occasion purchasing a <laughs> minivan, wow. which was basically saying, I would like to gouge your eyeballs out. <laughs> uh, can I do that? Do you mind? Uh, because they would not even get there in the minivan. Even though if you've had a minivan or been around a minivan, perfect utility vehicle. There's so many things you can do. It's yeah. the same thing as getting your tubes tied, though, right? I mean, but no they, but gonna... they, you know, it, it didn't matter. It needed to be the, the sport utility vehicle, which was basically an inflated station wagon. But oh, that's where I was going to go because we've gone from we've morphed from in the seventies station wagon with the wood vinyl siding to minivan best, to SUV one. to fucking Urus. Now we got a Urus, so that's where we've morphed from the is, ugly ass. I don't know. I'm just taking what Urus. you said, Urus. But we've literally Urus. morphed from that seventies, <laughs> you know, whatever that. You know what I'm talking about, the, like the one that's in a Christmas from, vacation. We got away from wood paneling, and that was the big mistake. We've gone from wood paneling, ugly-ass station wagon, to a $200,000 Lamborghini SUV. SUV. Yeah, that's where yeah. we've come. That's that's the United States and the world we live in, and, and everyone around us is driving. But if you say to a woman, minivan, <laughs> that's like saying, cunt. Me, get that's like herpes. saying cunt. Right here. Here it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's going back to what we started off the show with. That's, That's the same thing as saying cunt. You can't, you can't do that. So don't call well, a woman a minivan. Only... And I never thought we'd be in this world where it was all this sport utility and everybody wants to sit up high and have all this room, which I can understand. That's a minivan. That's what you get. I, but I do. It's a I always, whenever I see a guy in a minivan, I don't know. I shed a tear. I feel yeah. a little sad for that guy yeah. in the minivan. There's a unit. <laughs> but, you know, unit. like you said, it's probably the most useful vehicle that's on the road because you've got but so many should, things yeah. going on. But it's ugly. You and you're driving a fucking visit, minivan. Everybody can sit in it. Yeah. You can, you know, put down seats. I, I, miss, uh, I miss the vans from the 80s that had shag carpet wall to wall. 80s. 70s. Bench in the 80s. Back. Dude, dude, no, 70s. 70s. That's a jag carpet is a 70s thing. Little teardrop, little teardrop uh, window in the back there. And I mean, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, like a silver van with that bubble window Lyle, in the back. Did you ever have sex in a, in a 70s van, Lyle? I, I'm thinking you did. Knowing Who are you, you talking to? Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. I like, got it on one of those uh, vans uh, with the shag carpet a couple you? times in yeah. the 70s. Oh, yeah. The girl lived across the street from me, Jenny. She was eight. Wow. Eight. Uh, yeah. Eight. I was eight too. This is the seventies, Lloyd. I'm younger than you. <laughs> Good Lord! Wow. Dude. I don't know where to go, but I, I, I don't even know. I, I think I, I just hit the edit button. Protective services. <laughs> eight. Now, the, the great thing about those vans, there were no, there were no windows, so you had privacy, and that was the thing. I mean, you talked about the bubble window. Some people had that, but for the most part, back then, you just had. You could see the passenger seat and the driver's seat, and that was it. Yeah. And the rest was where everybody sat back and did whatever they were going to do. Right. And that was what it was. It was your, you didn't have an apartment, but that was your little place of privacy. Was yeah, it was, that, that could be your living room. It could be your closet. It could be 
your transportation at the same time. It was the best. I mean, black lights, black light posters on the side of the wall, shag carpeting. I mean, it was yeah. it was a great thing. There was a movie. There was actually a movie that came out in the 70s. I think it was called, I know there's a song called Chevy Van, but I think there was a movie. Sammy John. I think there was a movie called Chevy Van too. I mean, literally it was just about these teenagers and smoking pot, having, having sex in, in the van. Have to have a beer tap handle. <laughs> On the gear shift. Oh, yeah. And a chain steering wheel. That was very important. Yeah. You know, this thing recently, I just want to, I, I know I'm just in my van, I'm grabbing the steering wheel and making an abrupt turn. But have either one of you, since all this uh, Me Too stuff and uh, sexual harassment stuff, have any of you done some thinking about your past? Oh, yeah. I think about every man on the way that you've in been the universe with women because some of the guys that I've been with, they said, you know, we used to pinch chicks on the ass all the time. Not a big deal. And I thought I've never done that. Never done any of that. Um, but I started having like a, a day of reckoning and thinking about all my different relationships, which were all sexual relationships until I was with my what became my first wife because she was my first girlfriend but I started going back in time trying to think about all these different moments with women to think, you know, if it was I harassing, was I aggressive? Because when I was young, I remember distinctly being around various women at radio stations where I worked. And I and at some point, if I lusted after these people, I would ask them, are you a screamer or a moaner? <laughs> <laughs> and I. I was probably in my early twenties, um, but I'd look, I'd just look right at him. He was screamer or a motor. So weird. Yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> look, look, man, it's it's a different world, and but it doesn't matter because people are going back to the early sixties. I think there was some guy on Broadway who just got popped from like nineteen sixty eight. Some conductor. I don't know the full story. Yeah. That, you know, just got popped for sexual harassment with teen boys. So there's, it doesn't matter when you did it. It can still come back to haunt you if it just depends on each situation. I mean, well, I think that this is what happens sometimes if it goes back too far. And, and this is the thing I think that we have to pay attention to is what's the prevailing culture at the time? It's like everybody was all over Mad Men and saw what Mad Men was trying to pre present the prevailing culture at the time. What's there one way or the other? Um, I've had stuff directed toward me. I had things at the same time. Of course, it was usually just like the awful guy on the chick. You don't want to remember the chick that's directing it towards you. Right. Just the fact that I just used the term chick will probably get me in trouble. Or moaner or screamer. It's, it's, it's what is the prevailing culture at the time? What is okay and what is not okay? And so when you, when you really go back 30 years, 40 years, for me, that seems like almost yesterday. Right. However... It, it, things were a lot different. Well, Kathy had this conversation with Taylor, who is now 17. She's like, let me tell you something. That would be your oldest daughter. That's, a, that's my oldest daughter. She was like, the workplace for you is going to be completely different moving forward from today 
than it's ever been for women. It's going to be a whole different scenario for women in the workplace. And she said, as you're entering into it, she goes, you're not going to have to worry about shit like, you know, what people have gone through. I mean, and like I said, the pinch on the ass, which I've never pinched a woman on the ass at work either. I mean, that to me, it's just wasn't the way I was raised. But I guess, as you said, some people go, like, oh, yeah, Mary over there. I pinch her on the ass every day before she goes to lunch. I give her a little smack on the hiney, a little kiss on the neck. She's cool with yeah, that's it. That's weird. But, you weird. know, that shit is done. There is no more of that. So I think from her standpoint, being a 17 year old, she's right. I don't think she I don't think it has been prevalent because of these things called HR. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I mean, that totally changed when when I started work, there was no HR right. and nobody went and filed a complaint with HR. You didn't have that. However, uh, I never saw things that were really sexually charged. Are you a moaner or a screamer? <laughs> um, I never I never really saw I never really saw strange you know, just, just, you know, where, where, where I, where I thought it was a blatant disregard for someone's humanity. I never saw that. I just saw men and women. Maybe pretty, I was just naive and young and didn't pay attention. Well, we have pretty strict HR guidelines at work where I'm currently employed and hopefully will continue to be. But when all this stuff started coming to fruition, I, all I was thinking was, fuck man, these HR sessions in 2018 are going to be fucking eight hours long because they're going to make a sit through. I know they're going to make a sit through these long ass sessions, which I get it. I mean, I understand it. I understand companies need to make sure their employees don't do this stupid shit. But all I was thinking was, fuck, I'm going to have to sit through these long drawn out HR sessions of the same old drivel compounded times 10 because it's going to be way don't longer. Don't worry, Lloyd. Don't worry. They're going to do webinars. It's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll be much better. There'll right. be webinars. No, it'll be us all sitting there looking at a fucking PowerPoint and one little phone that's like, Okay, everybody. What's this? Did you touch the word? You can't do that. Okay, uh, you've been here eight hours now. Sign that fucking piece of paper over there so we know you've gone through the HR session. That's what it's going to be. But once again, I, I really think that this is one of those media moments because human nature is very slow to evolve, as we all know, and technology evolves rapidly. And that's the reason why all of us feel stressed out and anxious, because the technology is bombarding our brains and we're only about 12 feet outside the cave at this point. Um, so I think it's the same thing. I think it's really a media moment where people can feel, and it's great for them to be able to feel like I'm protected, I can come forward and talk about this stuff that's plagued me in my life. But I really think if people, that, that, that this is not really going to change much at all, that it's just for the moment, and maybe you have your HR sessions, but we go back to exactly where we were before. Um, maybe for some, they would, they would think, well, my behavior is egregious. Uh, I need to change that. Uh, maybe I should, instead of cupping both breasts from behind, maybe I should just get around the neckline before I, you know, descend or say, okay, is it okay if I go further? So you think when uh, the smoke settles that we're going to kind of go right back to where we were before sure. the media 
build all this sure, up. Because I think that's it's, it's also it's our evolution as human beings, and it's also our our culture and our country. And all countries have different cultures, um, and and what's acceptable or not acceptable. Uh, I don't think that we're in a point now where you the, you know like the old days, the wolf whistle at women walking by. Yeah. Uh, the suggestive comments or whatever. I don't think that that's prevailing, but I think that things are still going to be somewhat sexually charged and, and there's always going to be good behavior and bad behavior. I don't, I don't think there's no way to eradicate that just because you have a hashtag attached to something and you have some people coming forward. But I have never once ever HR or not asked a woman or a man to come into my office and I drop trowel and go, what do you think, baby? Let's, let's have at it. I mean, it, that has no, just never is, crossed my mind ever the, once. Yeah, the stories that you hear are, are absolutely insane. <laughs> I, Even like the, the Louis CK stuff. Of, I know. I'm going to jerk off in front of women or what is that? What, when you, when, thinking, when you think about it though, listen, when you think about it, it's these guys who are in a place of power. Okay. And I know Louis C.K. is just a comedian, but he's also a pretty powerful comedian in his in his industry. And so people are going to follow him. And those women followed him and watched him jerk off. But I've heard from a few comedians and I, I respect them. I mean, they're kind of on a local level, but they've toured nationally and they all feel. Yeah, they all knew Louis C.K. was kind of fucked up, but they all feel if he will go away for two years He'll come back and be successful again, talking about what the fuck he did and make that a routine. Kind of the same way that Pee Wee Herman bounced back. It's like, oh, he jerked off in a movie theater and now he's, uh, you know, he's doing hey. Batman movies, but uh, he popped at back. He, and yeah. At least he kept his hands to himself, Lloyd. <laughs> Nobody else did. Well, exactly. I mean, I never, in that, in that sense, I always thought, so what? He goes into a theater and jerks off. Who yeah. doesn't, but, right? Actually, if I was in a position of power, then I'm trying to make my move to take all those days off that in the letter Y. I don't understand masturbating in front of in front of different people. Yeah. That's just freaky stuff that doesn't that. make sense to me. I and I don't get that. Uh, and I don't get why somebody wouldn't scream on that in the first place. Right. But I mean, I, if it's I, common I, knowledge and it's going through the circles, I mean, look, entertainment circles are different than working at a, a bank. I mean, cause there's naughty talk, there's more cursing, you know, there, it's, it seems to me a little different in radio. Everyone has a potty mouth in radio, girls, guys, people that we've worked through through the ages. I mean, I've known women who cuss way, way worse than I do, but it seems a little different, but maybe not. Maybe, you know, those out there in the blue collar field or white collar and tech or whatever, maybe they're just as fucked up as, uh, as everybody in the in entertainment industry is where it's a little more common practice. But, um, I don't know. Like I said, I've just never had the desire to drop my pants in front of a woman or grab her titties in public or squeeze her ass or give her a little kiss on the cheek before she heads off to lunch. It's just never crossed my mind. I it, So I find it a little baffling. I know it happened, but it, it seems but weird. But you to can, me. even though you didn't, you didn't, do this type of thing, you still understand what sexual harassment is and how oh, yeah. stressful it could be for somebody right, and how right. awful that could be. Right. Well, yeah. You've got your daughters and yes, exactly. think I would never want that to, to be the case. No, I wouldn't want them but to I, feel like they have to put up with shit like that from some asshole who wants to whack off or drop his pants in front of him and think it's okay. Fuck that. No. I mean, as, as much of a perv as I am, I just never really dealt with any of this stuff. 
And and I'm sure it went on, but I just didn't know about it. But look at all these guys. They're teachers. They're, they're corporate, you know, CEOs. They're politicians. They're actors. These, these guys are all in places of authority, right? And so I think that's where they get into this sort of thing. They start there through their power and their celebrity or whatever, you know, they, they get into this abusive situation. But even in our field of radio and, and the big Taylor Swift case against the guy who grabbed her ass at a meet and greet. Now, how many meet and greets have we done, Drew and Lyle? I mean, we've been around. I honestly have never, ever once thought it would be cool to grab uh, somebody's ass and go, <laughs> I'm in radio. Let me grab your ass. It just never crossed my mind. I just, I, I think I did brush against Janet Jackson's ass on the Rhythm Nation tour one time, but it was just, I was going down their back and her booty That's was kind of sticking out. And yeah, yeah it was a great. It wasn't like I was yeah. grabbing mm-hmm. Janet Jackson's ass mm-hmm. like this guy grabbed sure, Taylor Swift. Sure, yeah. Sure. Look, man, that booty was sweet. Yeah. I would have loved to have grabbed it, but, you know, I had something in my brain going like, that probably wouldn't be a good idea. I dry humped Lenny's left, Lemmy's left knee once. Um, I thought you humped his mole. Gross. <laughs> 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 Who wouldn't want to jump yuck. on that thing and fuck it, man? Come on. Let's be <laughs> honest, man. Oh, yuck. No, but. I, I just think that you do a, you do have a day of reckoning when you have all these things. And it just, if for nothing else, it makes you a little bit more aware. I don't think there's this, this uh, long, this, this change that happens. This is our stupid media-driven world that makes you think that if it becomes an issue for a few weeks or a few months or maybe even a year, that somehow there's all this change uh, I don't think that really happens, but I think it makes you just more aware of your own individual behavior. Right. You just, you have a day of reckoning, you think about it, you think about, man, eh, maybe that wasn't really cool yeah. on my part. Yeah. Um, and then you're just, a, you just try to be a little bit better citizen. Here's how yeah. you solve this. Here's how, you, here's how you solve it at work, guys. You just be incredibly rude to yeah. women. That way they don't, that way they don't, they don't, they are, it's clear that you don't have any design on them. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? That's why you got they out of radio, They right? can't be harassed because you're such a rude asshole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, and then you're gone the next day. It didn't work too HR good for us. And yeah. you have a lawsuit and <laughs> I really think about all that stuff because I, I've really tried to go back in time. And, um, certainly because I'm old enough to remember where, uh, there weren't that many women around and, and the workplace and women were usually in secretarial positions. Yeah. There was a lot of sexual innuendo. It was calendars and then email. And then literally it, it, it just blew up from there. But I mean, I'm with you, man. It's like, you really start reflecting back going like, Hmm, let me think, was there anybody I kind of you know, flirted a little too much with that might go, yeah, well, Lloyd. Well, the thing is, is that to me, it's a bigger issue. You got to pull back and you say, everything's so sexualized. Anyhow, as long as you've got uh, the Sports Illustrated bikini or swimsuit edition, as long as you've got uh, scantily clad chicks on magazines, as long as you're selling sex, you're just going to perpetrate, you know, the the whole male female sexual world, right? I mean, am I wrong on that? No, totally. I mean, it seems to me that you just have to 
<clears throat> so the media that's trying to just glom onto this because it's something that people are talking about. Help create it. Glom onto anything. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they perpetuate. They did. Yeah. You're not going to remove that. I mean, it's men and women. You're not going to remove that. But I think it's what's respectful behavior and versus where people are forcing themselves on people. And I think that's when you read these stories and hear these stories about these guys and you think, good God, I'd never do that. And I think I'm a pervert. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm like like Kevin Spacey shoving his hand down that kid's pants in a bar. What the fuck, man? These are just high profile people that get taken down. So if you think if Charlie you know Rose, if Charlie Rose gets taken down, well, f- fuck Charlie. How about the the Minnesota <laughs> public radio guy, the the Garrison the pra- Keeler? Yeah, Garrison. I mean, if this guy gets taken down, I'm like, listen, that's when I started going like, guys, shit, I'm fucked. <laughs> these guys are all in positions of power. Not that the women want to Garrett, bring them down. Come that's on, Garrison was not in any power. Come on, what yeah, is he? He like? was the face of. Because he's a famous guy and people know who he is. Oh, I mean, he's he's but he guy. basically he's said have... she had a, a an open back dress and he patted her on the back. He was trying to console her and she took that the wrong way. And he was I, like, I, just, I didn't do anything. For some reason, I don't think of Garrison Keillor as a predator. Me either. But I, I agree with Drew. It's it's guys that feel like they use their position of power. Right. That's the thing. And that's kind of what I'm saying is that what happened with these guys is that they ended up you know, they ended up uh, bagging a couple of, of women who were, you know, maybe sluttier and, and and accepted those kinds of advances. They're in these kinds of places of power where, where, where women will throw themselves onto you or seemingly throw themselves onto you because they're they're fangirling off of your celebrity or your right. power. Yeah. And so they, they end up they end up, you know, being corrupted by that, right? They end up, they end up sort of being seduced by all of that to where they find themselves in situations where they feel comfortable saying those kinds of things. You know, I think that's where, where these guys get into this situation. Look at Al Franken. He's a funny guy, you know, but he's a, he's sort of a powerful guy and he was a comedian at the, I think at the time or a center, I can't remember, but he ends up, you know, taking a picture with that woman and he's, you know, pretending to funnel her breast. That, that's all that's all based upon the fact that he thinks that he's, you know, an untouchable human being that he's right. got that he's got some sort of uh, he can do that, you know, license to do that. Yeah, because I can remember these teachers that that I always fantasized about. Yeah. Thought, oh, yeah. If maybe they would like little Johnny. Q hot for teacher bit. right now. I guess what so we've we learned the, is we don't have power. We just don't have power. We're just fucking pervs. Yeah, you know? we don't have any power, so we can't do anything. <laughs> Sorry, we're just um, pervs without the power. <laughs> See, we can be pervs without power, and everybody's like, ah, oh, it's just fucking John and yeah, Lloyd. Yeah, 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 just a perv. Fucking pervs, pervs, without without power. pervs without power. That's when I go back in and, you know. just Let me tell you something, something, guys. Let me tell you something. Smell guys. where Drew and his wife had sex. You make a, you make a lot of money. Make a lot of money like like uh, like with some of these rich guys, you can just grab them by the pussy, right? And then you can become president. Hey, please edit like ninety five percent of the things that I've said tonight. Can you imagine going up to some woman and grabbing her crotch? No, the only person who's ever grabbed my junk was uh, was Art from Everclear. That's brag, it. brag, 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 brag. Well, look, man, and then he was like, and then he was like, father of mine. <laughs> <laughs> So what have we learned today? We've learned that Gomer Pyle is dead. We've learned sexual harassment's bad, like drugs. Drugs are bad. Sexual harassment's bad. What else have we learned today? 
And the Lamborghini has a $200,000 SUV. Right. And it's still a minivan. And then you're going to cut most of me out of the tonight show. I enjoy having conversation with you guys. Sometimes we're on topic. Sometimes we're just shooting the shit. But that's life. That's just, you know. Well, then I shouldn't have brought up the sexual harassment thing. No, that was good. I mean, I, I thought <coughs> uh, we addressed it. Because, I shouldn't look, have brought up the tax plan. It's on every- and I should have brought up Christmas trees. <laughs> Damn it. I want to talk about Christmas trees. Uh, but seriously, I, I, I think that's one thing I, I like about the format of this show. I mean, we do topics that is on everyone's mind, but we don't really sit there and force it. it, if, it if it comes up, we talk about it, we discuss it, you know, like three guys sitting at a bar would do. And I think that's what Beaver Kool-Aid is. I mean, it's like water cooler talk in a podcast. So I try to bring out the best of what we talk about. And uh, that's Beaver Kool-Aid. No one wants to know that I made out with an eight-year-old in a van. <laughs> that's oh, that's right. staying in there, man. Oh, that's in there. That's true. totally staying in there. I am not editing that your, part out. I saw you take your finger off of the look. Uh, that was, that's in there. That's baby. staying on there. <laughs> Whether it's in. true or not, that's in there. Uh-huh. That's in. And that's all right by me. Oh, Make it love God. a Chevy van. Ugh. You guys have balls. Oh, yeah, baby. 